Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, Intentionally Designing a Lifestyle of Freedom. A part of that lifestyle of freedom often involves, well, a big part of it here at the Constructive Liberty Podcast is the entrepreneur side. And that usually includes a website and everything that goes along with it. Today, I've got Brandon Leibowitz with me, who is an SEO or search engine optimization expert, and he helps small and medium business owners with their website and especially getting found online, which is huge in today's world. If you're not online, do you even exist today? I don't know. That, that's a good question. And maybe we'll get into some of that. But Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on today. So who is Brandon Leibowitz and how did you come to be somebody who is an SEO expert in today's world? I just kind of fell into this SEO world, wasn't planning on it, but got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got out of school was helping a company out with their digital marketing. And I really know much about digital marketing. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to like take your classes and workshops and learn alongside with you. And I was helping out with like their SEO doing social media, helping out with paid ads, doing some email marketing, and just realized this is back in 2007 that everyone's probably going to have a website. And there's everything I mentioned works to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. And I thought, why spend money on paid ads if you get up there for free? So over the years, focused on SEO, working at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO and before work or after work and on my lunch breaks, I'd work on my own company and built that up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this and been doing that ever since helping people get that free traffic from Google. Yeah. I, I love hearing people's story of how they started in business. And it, it seems like so often many people have that same trajectory where they were working for another company and decided to start their own small thing on the side. And eventually it grew to this monster that they had to, had to quit their other job and, and run it full time. And, and I, I love when people are doing work, having their own business, doing things that they actually enjoy, that they love doing, and, and that they're really good at. So that that's, it sounds like that's your story there. Yep, been doing it for 15 plus years now. So <laughs> seeing all the changes that Google's been doing, I mean, Google changes every single day, but seeing the trend <laughs> changes over the years and now just kind of focus on what they're looking for. It keeps it interesting. Google constantly changes, which makes it not the same old thing. It keeps it yeah. unique and interesting every single day. Sure, sure. I, I can imagine. I mean, is that something that you kind of have to to look at every day to look at the changes? And where do you even go to find how to stay on top of those things? Yeah, they don't really tell you too often when they make changes because they don't want you to know because they want you to run paid ads. That's how they make all their money. But every once yeah. in a while. We'll have a big update and that's where you kind of just try to reverse engineer and try to figure out what happened, they, <laughs> what's going on and talking to other people that do SEO and digital marketing and just try to bounce ideas off of each other is the best yeah. way. Reading up and testing, lots of testing and trial and error. Right. Yeah. I can, I can imagine, or I can see how on, on Google's end is kind of a catch 22 because they want you to spend as much money as possible but they also want you to get just enough results to keep coming back and spending that money. So it's kind of a fine balance there for them to make the changes that keep you spending the money, but still getting the results. And yeah, I can, I can see how that may be frustrating. So what is in, in 2023, what, what is it like 
optimizing websites for conversions and, and how does somebody go about that? Well, to optimize your website for conversions, you got to just make your website load quickly. Gotta make sure it looks good on all devices, mobile, desktop, but also it's going to look different on every cell phone, like iPhone 10, 14 versus iPhone 7, where they had the button in the bottom or the Galaxy and the Pixel. It's all going to look slightly different or Internet Explorer, Safari or Firefox and Chrome. It's all going to change website looks. So got to make sure your website looks good across all different platforms. And that's easy to navigate. Maybe on mobile, you kind of simplify the website. There's not as many options and choices because it's a smaller screen. You don't get as much real estate versus desktop. But more importantly, is just making sure you have everything really concise and at the top of the page. Because most people don't really scroll down on websites. Whatever they see on that page is really what they're going to look at. So making sure that you have all your important information at the top, like a call to action, a value proposition, letting people know what's in it for me, what am I going to get for you using your product or service, and just making sure everything's right there, easy to find. You don't have to scroll down or click multiple buttons to check out or to to find a contact information. It's just making sure everything's easy to find. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. How, how do you go about checking all the different devices and... Like, I mean, you mentioned, you know, it looks different on iPhone versus Samsung and, and all the different things. How do you go about checking how, what it looks like on those different devices? There's emulators or extensions or websites that will let you look and see how it looks on all those different platforms. That way you don't have okay. to download and buy all those phones because that would be a <laughs> lot of work and quite expensive, but there's tools yeah. that will let you do it. And okay. there's some that are free that will let you just see how it looks on each different platform. Interesting. Oh, that, that's, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, as I was asking the question, I was like, there, there has to be a way to do that, but that's, that's interesting. And, and I love how anytime there is a need or a, a question like that or need for a solution, there's typically somebody that's going to dive into it and create something there. Uh, I love how that works. Um, you, we talked about SEO or we mentioned that earlier in the intro, what what is that process like or how does somebody go about optimizing things for the for the search engines that are crawling the websites like what is what does that look like today for the most part it's going in to the coding and making changes to the coding because what we see in what google sees is different google is just looking in the coding for you to put keywords in different places so going in making sure all the pages are optimized putting keywords in the coding making sure that the website's fully optimized from an on-page perspective, but Google doesn't really care what you put on the website because they just don't trust anybody. They don't believe that you are who you say you are without you building that trust up because that's the tough part is nowadays pretty much anyone can build a website. So I could build a website and say brandonsdentist.com and Google's like, is Brandon really a dentist? Because we don't want to just send people to your dental office and find out that you don't exist or it's not yeah. there or you're out of business. So they want to see other websites talking about me. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's going to give you. And then they look at those keywords on your website. But it doesn't really work the other way around. Without what are called backlinks, it's pretty much impossible to rank on Google. So if I'm a dentist, Google wants to see that I'm on like WebMD, I'm on Wikipedia, I'm on Yelp, I'm on Apple Maps, Google Maps. The more websites that you're on, the more trust Google's going to give to you. So that's a big part of SEO is just trying to get other websites that relate to what you're doing to talk about you. It's like a popularity contest. The more websites gotcha. that talk about you, the more popular Google thinks you are. 
Yeah. So with, with keywords, is that something that you simply like you just use that in your blogs or, or like if you're not a necessarily a blog website, but say I have a construction business, but I don't write any blogs, how would I go about creating those keywords and backlinks and things like that for my construction business? Well, you want to do keyword research first and figure out what keywords you want to target. So there's tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google that will show you how many people actually search for that keyword every single month. So you can see, is this a good keyword or a bad one? Or should I use a plural or a synonym or some other variation? But God, we start with the keyword research, then got to go into the coding and it gets a little technical. It's kind of tough because every platform is different, but usually each platform has like SEO settings for each page. And that's where you can add like an SEO title tag, which is about 60 characters. And that's where you put all your keywords without repeating yourself. And then the meta description is the black text underneath it that shows them in Google. So when you're searching on Google, that blue clickable link in Google is SEO title mm. tag. That black text is SEO meta description. And those two elements you could usually edit without having to know coding on like WordPress or Shopify or yeah. Wix or whatever platform you're on. But unfortunately, Google doesn't really care about that stuff. So you got to build those backlinks. And there's a lot of different ways to build backlinks. You could look at your competitors just like, well, you have to pay for tools, but these tools will let you see any website's backlinks. So I uh, buy these tools like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush. You have to pay for them, but then you could find your competitors to use on that first page of Google for your keywords. They're limited to these tools. Look at all their backlinks and then one by one, start looking at the ones that are relevant, authoritative, and start trying to reach out to those sites because if they're linking out to your competitor, they'd probably link out to you. You just got to get creative and figure out what they do. Did they write an article? Did they do a podcast? Did they do an interview? Did they do like free like product giveaway or whatever they did they did you can reverse engineer it and just try to figure out how can i do the same gotcha okay so like you just got to find the find the places that are talking about your keyword and try to get them to to link back to you because i was i was going to ask that like how do you as a new website without you know going through your competitors because they're obviously wanting wanting to get those same links that you are how do you how do you beat them to the punch and get that keyword but get the links or the backlinks to your website so I, I like how you clarified that that makes a lot of sense how how should one go about researching the keywords that they that they want to I don't know show up on Google for because I build decks but I do some remodeling and things like that as well but it seems like a deck is too simple of a keyword or I'll never be able to outrank. Like um, I can't remember what the, what the big sites are like home home wise or all, all the ones that they sell the leads for handyman services and things like that. I'll never be able to outrank them for some of the things. So how would I, as a small construction company go about researching keywords for you know being the best deck builder in my area even if i don't want to do just decks yeah i would start off with keyword research well using the google keyword planner for keyword research because that tool will show you what keywords people actually search for and then you can figure out is this a good keyword or a bad one or should I use a plural or a synonym you can also just go into google and search for your keywords and look at that blue clickable link that everyone else is using on that first page of google because that's where they're putting all their keywords and then you could quickly spy on them without having to go into 
into the coding of each website. You just look at that blue clickable link. As long as it's not a paid ad, if it's an SEO organic result, then I would look at their keywords and that's a quick, easy way to spy on them. Then throw them into the Google keyword planner to make sure people actually search for that keyword. But you always want to use keywords that are two or more words. Anything one word, like the word deck could mean ton of different things. Like what is a deck? How do I build one? Does it mean they want to find someone to build it for them? So if someone that wants a deck built, you probably want a keyword like build me a deck or deck building company or deck remodeling company, something like that, where it's intent behind it. They're looking for a company that remodels decks versus someone typing in deck. It can mean so many different things. Yeah, sure. Sure. That makes sense. So what do they call that? Like a long tail keyword research or long tail keywords rather than just a single? Anything with two or more words is a long tail keyword and you never want to do keywords under one word because it's just so broad and generic and there's no intent behind it because if you rank for deck, probably 80% of those people that were searching for deck aren't looking for a remodel. And they're going to hit that back button, negative signal to Google that people aren't finding what they're looking for and that's going to actually rank you lower. Mm, Gotcha. So if, uh, if people click into your website and quickly leave, it actually records that as a negative interaction with your website. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Google looks at that as a negative signal, bad user experience. Gotcha. Hmm. I, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. <laughs> so what you, you mentioned com, competitor analysis a little bit earlier. Can you go a little deeper into that? Like if I find other people that do similar services to what I provide, how do I figure out exactly like, like what all am I looking for if I do some competitor analysis there? I just want to see who ranks for my keywords. So go to Google, search for your keywords. See who's on that first page of Google. These are your competitors. Like you might be a restaurant and you might have 20 other restaurants in your city, but if none of them rank on Google, those aren't really competitors online. They're competitors offline, but online, if Yelp ranks for your keywords, Yelp's not a restaurant, but if Yelp is ranking, that technically is your competitor. And that's where you just got to figure out who is ranking for my keywords. Even if they're not competitors, if Google shows them, they technically are your competitor online, even though it might not really be a competitor, but they're still in that traffic. And that's where you just got to figure out who ranks for my keywords and what they've done. And that's where you just search, make a list of tons of different keywords that you want to rank for and just see who shows up consistently. And the ones that show up consistently that's the ones that we want to figure out what are they doing because they're doing something right that Google's rewarding them. Yeah, for sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. So it's your competitors aren't necessarily what we think of as our competitors in real life, like not the ones necessarily providing the service, but the ones taking the attention away from us. Cause we live in an attention economy. If you're not getting the attention, you're likely not getting the dollars. Nope. Nowadays, attention spans are so short that you got to capture them somehow. And if not, someone else is going to take that, from you unfortunately yeah for sure for sure so after we have done some of that research and figured out what keywords that we want to implement is there an easy way to to i mean you mentioned putting them in the in the different little sections of the website how what would you say is the the best way to implement that onto your website for the for the most um exposure or the best reach on google you gotta make sure you optimize that title tag meta description i mean it gets pretty technical there's like schema 
alt tags, header tags, site maps, all these really technical coding stuff that you need to do. But something that's easy that doesn't require coding is just adding more text to your pages. The more content, the more text you have on each page, the easier it is for the search engines to read and understand and know what you're targeting. So just making sure each page, like every page on your website, has a couple hundred words of text. The more, the better. If you can write 1,000 words, even better on every single page, that's going to really help out a lot. And that's where you could sprinkle those keywords in without having to get technical and go into the coding and make all those technical changes. But still need to do the coding changes, but the most important really is the text. Text yeah, on your website gotcha. is so very important. Okay. How, so for somebody that's not a coder, is it is it simple enough or effective enough to just do like write good blog posts? As long as you optimize them because you don't want to spend all this money or time, I mean, writing a blog post and then you're not optimizing it where optimizing it takes an extra 20, 30 minutes to go in, write that SEO title tag, the meta description, make sure the images have file names that are descriptive, making sure that you have the schema and all that coding incorporated into that page. But it's definitely worthwhile to spend the extra time because if you're writing an article or blog post and you're not properly marketing it, then you're just kind of letting it be where if you spend that extra time, it's going to really push it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It seems like a waste to, to go through all the trouble of writing a good article like that and then sticking it in the filing cabinet, essentially, if you're not optimizing it for SEO. Yeah, that's that low-hanging fruit where you already spent the time writing it. Now just spend a few extra minutes optimizing it. That way you maximize yeah. that value and reach. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now here's here's a question that you may I don't know where you're at on it. I like to like to get people's opinion on it, but with the the recent rise of AI, how do you feel about the the growth or the explosion of what seems to be articles and things written by artificial intelligence? In the past Google didn't like it, but they came out a few months ago saying as long as it offers value, we don't care if it's written by people or AI just got to write for people and offer value. So as long as yeah. AI bots write good content that offers value, then Google doesn't care, but I wouldn't copy it verbatim. I would just probably use it as an outline and a way to kind of like a starting point in the future. You could probably copy it verbatim, but right now it's not hundred percent accurate. So yeah, got to go in and clean it up and make sure that it offers value because that's number one. As long as you're offering value, Google doesn't care, which is kind of interesting how they change your policy. Yeah, which I mean, and that makes sense too because that's really what people are after. They don't care necessarily where the information comes from as long as they get what they're looking for. And if it's written by a bot, then so be it as long as it's good information and giving them what they need. So I, I can see how that is. But you would still, I guess, need to go in and add your little SEO tricks and and things and and make sure you have all the tags and meta tags and descriptions and everything. Wow. It sounds complicated for somebody who's not in that world. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot that goes on. It's like a puzzle. There's a lot of pieces to it. Some pieces are bigger than others. Like the content on your website, very, very big piece of it. Like adding good text doesn't require any coding and then having good quality backlinks. Those two are probably the more important aspects where good quality backlinks and good quality content is going to get Google to trust you and, Helps Google know what keywords to rank you for. Yeah, I can see that. How I get this question a lot because I'm a dabbler in in lots of different technologies. I I love playing with different, you know, different things as far as technology goes. 
And I get the question a lot of what the best website builder is. Do you do you create your own, like write your own code and do all of that, or do you use something WordPress or Wix or what? Do you, what's your recommendation there for common people? It doesn't really matter what platform you're on nowadays. I mean, WordPress is a little bit better, but Wix, Shopify, Squarespace are all pretty much similar. I mean, they're not the best, but WordPress is a little bit better because it gives you the freedom to customize it, whereas other ones don't really give you complete control. But Right. They're all good. It just matters how you use that platform. If you're on Shopify, I wouldn't say switch over to WordPress because, I mean, unless you're rebuilding your website, then maybe I'd say go to WordPress. But if you already have a website built, I wouldn't change it up. But if you are thinking about building a new one, WordPress is free. It does everything all other platforms do and much more. But it's just up to you. It doesn't really matter too much nowadays. It's really just how you use those platforms, how you build the website out, what type of content, how you structure the website. That's really more important. Sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that, that makes sense. And that's, that's kind of the, what I've passed on is WordPress is definitely the, from what I've found, it seems to be the, the, have the biggest uh, feature set and uh, you can definitely do more things with it. May not be quite as user friendly to somebody who's never done it before, but I think you can definitely get more out of it. Yeah. It's not that hard to use once you pick it up, but yeah, be a little intimidating at first, but it's pretty simple and straightforward once you figure out where you need to go because there's only a few spots that you really need to go on WordPress and the rest is just to build it out. But once it's built out, you don't only really need to go to too many places except for posts and pages to add new blog posts and pages to add new pages for your services yep. or products. Yep, for sure, for sure. Brandon, where can somebody find you if they would like to reach out about somebody about you building them a website or maybe helping them out with their SEO purposes? So I actually create a special gift for everybody. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years. I've thrown up for free so they can watch that and see step-by-step how to do a lot cool. of stuff that we talked about. And also if they want to book some time on my calendar, they could do that as well there for a free website analysis where I could check out their website from an SEO point of view and see what's working, what's not working, how to get to that level that they want to be at. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. I will definitely put that link in the show notes. And um, you, you, I always like to ask, and in my application, I, I put a question in there, um, something that you enjoy talking about that nobody ever asked you about. You mentioned skateboarding. Go into that a little bit. Is Are, are you a skateboarder or have you been? What's what, What's going on there? Is that a passion of yours? Yeah, love skateboarding, and I mean, I don't do it as much as I used to, but still enjoy it every once in a while, just getting out there, and it's a lot of fun. Live close to the beach, so could go up and down the boardwalk and enjoy doing that. It's a good way to get that work-life balance and get away from the screens for a little while. <laughs> yeah, as somebody who spends probably too much time behind a screen, you definitely have to get out and uh, get into the sunlight and rest those eyes a little bit, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, guys, stop looking at that screen all day long. We're stuck <laughs> on our screens, our phones, TVs. It's like screens everywhere nowadays. It's too much. Yes, it is. It is. Brandon, thanks so much for your time. This has been really helpful. And uh, I definitely need to do some SEO work on my own websites and probably should have you come in and do an analysis of my of, of what I've got going on. Yeah, definitely book some time on the calendar and I'm happy to check it out. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much for your time.
Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You too.